What is up? Long time no see. This is the combo for Oak Ridge Ford in London, Ontario. OakRidgeFord.com. Norm in London. Mike in Buffalo. The Leafs a 5-2 winner over the hated Bruins at Scotiabank Arena. Five straight wins, Mike. The last time you and I collabed, the Leafs just got past the Blackhawks, who were down and out in their own right. And since then, the Leafs have become a different team. It is nice to see. Good morning. Good morning, Norm. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, things are things are going in a positive direction. And all you know, I know that Sheldon Keefe said yesterday that you know he thought the turnaround started when they lost the, the, to Carolina and how they played. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they played particularly well in that game, um, but they they and they were down two nothing to Chicago and then won that game. And I think you know the schedule helped them because they played Chicago and a young Detroit team, and that enabled them to sort of gain a little momentum and confidence. And then a Vegas team, which I heard Mike Zeisberger uh, um, from NHL.com call them the Henderson Silver Knights because they were without Pacioretty and Stone. And But, you know, you've got to beat the team in front of you, yep. and they lost a, they lost a Scranton-Wilkesbury 7-1, so it's, a, it's nice that they can beat an AHL team. But that enabled them to sort of build some momentum. But the game against Tampa – was Jack Campbell, and we'll talk about him in a little while, and the momentum that he created by some saves in the third period, and then a late rally. But yesterday was probably their most complete game, uh, even though they fell behind one nothing to the Bruins. After that, they really took it to them. They really dominated them. Um, they got the two goals from Matthews in the second period. They lengthened their lead. They were physical. Muzzin was, was laying out people. Uh, Michael Bunting was being his annoying self, which you know I, I think he, what what he brings is is essential to this team, and the core guys are scoring, and that's you know that that's the winning formula here: good goaltending, a little physicality, and your skill guys filling the net, and they have been over the last few weeks. This is the combo for Oak Ridge Ford in London, Ontario. Norm and Mike, we're about 10 subscribers away from, I believe, 3,200. Pretty modest. But if you are listening and you are a supporter of the project and you haven't hit the sub button on our YouTube channel, go ahead and do that right now. So this uh, rise isn't necessarily by chance. It's it's you know one opportunity at a time. Mm-hmm. They uh, gutted out against the Hawks and then find a way to do it against Detroit. One opportunity begets the next, mm-hmm. and um, the wheels start to spin in a positive direction with lots of pace, vigor, and um, direction and focus. And here we are now. The Leafs uh, have a goal differential of even, and it looks like the team uh, that we saw play on many a night last season and the team we expected to show up at the beginning of this season. It hasn't taken too long to get here. Uh, my expectation now, Mike, is that you know we see more goals for than goals against. There will be some slumps along the way and there will be some calls for heads at different um, points throughout this season. However... I'm feeling a lot more content about um, what I'm witnessing. And, you know, I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but I feel like the Leafs have leveled back out to to where they should be. Well, uh, and we said this in combos while they were struggling, and I wrote about it on hockey at Hockey Buzz, that 
the slump that they had, the four-game losing streak, was directly correlated to the core group not scoring. And, you know, it's not exactly a revelation. Oh, if they score, then they're going to win. But, you know, you, this team, you know, needs Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner to be the top 10 NHL scorers that they are. And early in the season, obviously, Matthews was recovering from, you know, was just coming back from the wrist surgery. Um, and Marner was sort of in that post-Montreal playoff funk. Um, and I think people were on his case about, you know, not scoring goals. Um, you know, to a lesser extent, I mean, Nylander started off pretty decently. And, uh, and Tavares struggled a little, but he was, he was at least, he potted a goal or two there. Um, but then it all, it all really came together, and they all got off the schneid. And it's funny when your best guys score, how it's the you know it's it's the deodorant for for most other things, and it covers up a lot of ills. And you know, for the regular season, that's what they need. And and if you look, Marner now twelve points in the last five games. He had four he had four points last night. Um, Matthews is, I think, believe he has four goals. Tavares has five, five or six. And you have to think of the different motivations here. Um, I mean, John Tavares, if anybody isn't, hasn't put this together, he wants to make team Canada for the Beijing Olympics. How is he going to make, how is he going to make team Canada by playing really well? Last year, he's he already had, modeling the Lululemon gear. Well, last year he had an last year he had an okay year. Coat dress or whatever that is. Yeah, I don't. Last year he had an okay year, but an okay year is not going to get him on Team Canada. So I think if he has a really good year by, and since he's an alumnus in 2014, I think he's got an opportunity because he's you know he can play wing, he can play center. I think that's Does the Marner make that team. Yes, you, you very 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 possibly the five core guys for the Leafs make the make the make the Olympics Nylander for Sweden is a definite Matthews for the US is a definite uh Riley, Riley I think has a good chance so does Tavares so does Marner for team Canada uh if and then uh it was brought up yesterday uh by one of my fellow reporters about the way Jack Campbell is playing we'll talk about yeah, why it. not but, but it, it's going to be tough for him because they have Hellebuck, Gibson, Demko. There's a lot of good American goaltenders. But the way he's playing right now, you'd have to you'd have to include him. So and, and there's a couple other. So you could have as many as eight Olympians playing on the Leafs or in the Leafs system because uh, uh, Kristen's Rubich uh, or Rubens. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but he's he's going to make Team Latvia. So it's like you know. So I mean, that's that is something that they're these players are aiming for, and they know that the only way that they're going to make that goal is to play really well and now a lot of them are we're living in the moment norm and mike the leafs two for four on the power play it is nice to see the leafs special teams be special uh, that in and of itself is a cause for uh, real optimism mike um just looking at some of the comments in the chat it's, it's mm. nice that uh, people are excited to have us back uh, doing a collab look um the leafs could win every single game the rest of the way and finish you know 75 and 7. the, the real uh test begins when the playoffs start right 
I would rather have this though, Mike, where we are somewhat content and enjoying what we see than mm -hmm. going from one tumultuous event to the next, ex waiting for an axe to fall, a shoe to drop, someone to be fired. Sure. All of that, Mike, um, is likely to take place at the end of this season if the Leafs aren't able to accomplish anything in the preseason. May as well run with the, the core four and Riley and his big contract and Jack Campbell finding himself as a as a first string and anybody else who jumps on board. Um, run with it all the way through to the end, then have it collapse somewhere uh, well before the mark and you know go through some weird retool rebuild and you know have this organization regress um at a point where it should be progressing well i mean your 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 statement is right on in the sense that you know they could win 75 of 82 and if they lose in the first round then everybody's mm -hmm. going to be calling for the heads of you know bring me the head of Kyle Dubas and yeah. Brent Janhan well i mean you know, so and and thankfully, if you if you listen to them after the post game yesterday, um, you know they were like they were all in, in lockstep. It's like okay, we weren't too low when we lost four in a row, and we're not too high now. We're keeping a level head. Um, you know, I mean that might be chatter for the media, but I think I think maybe you know they realize that the. Regular season is an 82 game grind, and they have to learn their lessons and 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 find their way during that 82 game grind to, um, you know, to be ready for the postseason. The problem is, is that you know they're going to run up against a Florida or a Tampa or a Boston, and it's not going to be easy. So, and they realize that. But you know, the 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 thing that's encouraging is that they beat Tampa. Even though Tampa didn't have Kucherov, they beat Tampa when Vasilevsky played fantastic. Uh, they beat Boston almost at their own game. They scored a couple power play goals, but and, you know the power play goals were Austin Matthews. It was like the Marner set up to Matthews, uh, the great you know the, his rebound uh, uh, pickup and and beating uh, um, beating uh, Lena Salmark, and then the one time blast. I mean, he's a weapon. You just got to get the puck to him, and it's tough sometimes to, to do that because teams plan against getting him the puck, but they found a way to do it. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, things are coming together. Things are, are right now going all right. Um, I, I think it's smart for them just to keep that level head because, you know, coming around the corner, they could lose two in a row, and then everybody's in a panic again. The Leafs did pick the worst time to start like shit. Coming off a playoff failure and having so much skepticism bandied about, it was, <laughs> it was, um, you know, poor timing. However, any group of athletes is allowed to slump, allowed to uh, grip the sticks too tight. Well, it's they, just, they, it, it was just optically, Mike, sorry, optically, just a bad time for it to happen. But I, in the grand scheme of things, when we do look back, maybe it was the perfect time um, to, to, to play poorly because it didn't last that long. I mean, they've already won five in a row, and it feels like we've moved. To, it's further in the rearview mirror now, and you just get down to the business of, of refining your game um, and trying to be better as the playoffs uh, get closer and closer.
Well, think about it this way. I mean, yes, they got it out of the way, but I think whenever in the season they lose four in a row and look the way they looked, you would have seen the same panic. Now, if they win 15 in a row and then lose four in a row, people will say, okay, well, that's acceptable. But they were two and one and lost four in a row and looked badly losing four in a row. So mm-hmm. right off right off the right off the jump, everybody yeah. is is ready to is ready to fire everybody or mm-hmm. trade somebody. So um yeah, I, I think if they had if they had won five and then lost four, the same panic would have would have come up. But you know, now things have stabilized and now we can look at things I think with a, with a with an even keel and a, and a level head, and see certain things that have happened even early in this season that I think are encouraging. Um, I I don't think we were on the air before the the Riley contract. Just to briefly mention that, um, it's a great it's a fantastic deal, and I don't I don't care what everybody says about well Riley's not a number one defenseman. Well, number two defensemen, top pairing defensemen are getting eight to nine million dollars, and the Leafs got Riley yeah. at seven seven point five by giving him the eighth year. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the thing that I think is the it should make everybody feel great is that unlike other players who wanted to get the top dollar and that's all deserving, you know, if Marner wants to get. 11 million or Matthews 11, six, that's within their right. They're great players, but Riley has made pretty decent money in his career. He loves playing in Toronto. Um, You know, obviously he's, uh, you know, he, he has motivation to stay in Toronto because I think he wants to carry this for I think he wants to be the, 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 the franchise leader in in, uh, scoring by defenseman beating Boria Salming. Um, So he, you know, why not? Yeah, he wants that, and he's got now he's got the no move clause, so he doesn't have to go anywhere that he doesn't want to go. He stays in Toronto for the full eight years, young enough that he, he probably can play the entire length of the contract and still be good. That's a it's a great deal for the Leafs. Mm-hmm. Collectively, these guys are they're not a lovable group. I mean, we haven't gravitated to them the way we we want to or we should have by now. It's because they haven't gone on a long grinding. Right amazing heart-wrenching playoff run maybe that's to come and we can uh fully connect with these this group the way we hope to um and you, you know the way it is with fans there's always something better out there our generally our guys will protect them to a, a level but when push comes to shove they're still not good enough to be right um with with Morgan Riley, I mean, th- this guy was was he not on the team when the Leafs lost that four one game to Boston? Was he that not his first year? Twenty thirteen. Um, no, he was the following. Okay, he, I mean he's he's been the longest serving Leaf. I mean he's been on the team the longest. He's he's gutted it out. He's been there, you know, from from worse moments than we have witnessed over the last little while to get to this point and just the amount of minutes that he provides and the things that he does. Any team would love to to have that capability. It's just for us, it's not good enough as it's uh, netted or wrangled in any major success that he can be connected to. So by association, um, we're we're just not going to give these guys the love uh, they deserve. However, um, for as much as we have criticized management, Rightfully or wrongfully, they saw it fit to spend, uh, uh, you know, big money 
on a guy they knew uh, they could not replace. Uh, the OGs and converts, for as much as we have been torn with the way the team has played uh, to start the season, uh, a, a nice collection of thoughts in community. I put up a poll last week about Morgan Riley asking if the eight years, $7.5 million average annual value was just too much. Uh, 42% of 202 respondents might said sweet, good deal. Another 41% say it had to be done. So that's over 80% who, regardless of the, the moment, knew that this was the right move for the Maple Leafs to make. 3%, only 3% admitted that they were freaking out by it all. Yeah, now, and, and here, here's, and again, we won't worry about this until the offseason. But what this means, because you've got now the core four forwards making 40 million bucks, and now Morgan Riley uh, going up to seven and a half, something's going to have to give. If it's not the core four, then it's probably going to be, you know, Alex Kerfoot's going to get moved. Maybe one of the defensemen are going to get moved. They they just don't have enough cap space to be able to operate. And, and then and what we're going to talk about now is Jack Campbell. You know, Jack Campbell is a UFA at the end of this season. And, you know, Chris is saying get him signed now. Okay, well, and I was going to write about this probably uh, tomorrow on, on Hockey Buzz. Um Look at the comparables of the contracts of the goaltenders who have recently signed. Uh, you're talking Sorokin. He's a, his his amount starts with a five. Elvis Merzlikens starts with a five. Philip Grubauer five. Cal Peterson in Los Angeles five. All of them. It's at least five million bucks. The term may be three years, four years, mm -hmm. five years. If they're lucky, they get him in the high fours. But you're talking. And the thing that makes it, not to say worse because, but they have a backup right now who hasn't been able to play because of a groin injury who's making almost four. So, mm. you know, yeah. so, you know, are they going to trade Peter Morazic or are they going to be able to find somebody that they can trade Peter Morazic to making $3.8 million? That's Mike, can I ask a question? Yep. For the Leafs to sign Jack Campbell to an extension, mm -hmm. lock him up at good money for a decent period of time. Mm -hmm. What do they have to do to clear money off the books as of right now to make Nothing. sure they secure it? Nothing. Nothing. He's 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 under contract this year at a million six five. So mm -hmm. they if they sign him to an extension, it has no effect on the team this year. It's going to be in the summer when they have to be cap compliant, and that mean that will mean they will have to move somebody out who's making significant money because now you've added. You know, they had 13 million million in cap space going into uh, going into the summer. The hat that was cut in half, more than half, by Riley signing. So now, if you sign Campbell, you can't go into a summer with two million or three million in cap space. You could basically say goodbye to Ilya Mikheyev. Um, You probably are going to have to move out, like I said, Kerfoot or mm -hmm. Richie or some of these other players. So you know, that saying they're going to have to make room. Uh, JB, McKayev back in three weeks, Dermot gone, Hall gone, Engvall gone, then trade for uh, Las Vegas. McNabb, big D with playoff experience. Mike, um, there have been some defensive trade rumors. Yep. Lilligren and Sandine have played well. Mm -hmm. uh, it's nice to have some young life back there supporting a solid group of veteran defensemen. And again, the problem hasn't been the Leafs opening up the 
the channels for the opposition to blow them out. That's not the, that hasn't been the problem. It's been the front guys not producing. Now they're producing. The goaltending looks good for now. The defense has been great. The young guys are supporting. However, you can never have enough defense. Well, I have to say that the, the, the smart thing that the Leafs have done uh, is put Sandine and Liljegren together. Um, yes, Starbucks. Uh, eight bucks. Jesus. No, it's five, five, five something. Uh-oh. For what? Five something U.S.? <laughs> no, five something Canadian, which means it's probably like $3 American or right. less. Um, but <laughs> one of them's good for the day as opposed to the other place here. Yes, there's, the caffeine content's just not enough. Anyway, continue on. Sorry. So, so, so the smart thing was putting Sandine and Lilligren together. They're they played they played together with the Marlies at some point. They're both both Swedes, so they communicate. You know, they played internationally. Uh, I don't know if they played together, but they you know they. they I think their games complement each other. They're friends, so it was smart that you know Sandine who's a little more settled into his NHL career. And Lilligren, who's really been spotted over the last couple of years, he's only played because of injury. Um, you know, he's played. They they've taken the slow approach with defense, which you know you always see with defensemen, the slow burn of you know two or three years down in the minors to really get their game in in control. But if you look, this pairing is confident. They move the puck well. They know where each other is. I mean, I mean. They're, you know, they've used Lilligren on the penalty kill yesterday. They used him against um, against Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasternak. I mean, there's no fear right now because they're they're playing really well. And that gives this team a bunch of options because now the nice thing is they really haven't established themselves in their career, and both are, both are restricted free agents at the end of this year. So they're not going to get big money. They're probably going to get bridge deals, which is going to be, you know, keep their costs down. Uh, unless the Leafs want to sign them to long-term extensions and give them more money, but then, but it gives them options, and that's what the, all the rumors are about right now. Strangely, they they put Travis Dermott on the top pairing with Morgan Riley, and honestly, I don't think Travis Dermott, the way he's played over the last couple of years, has really deserved top pairing minutes. But maybe it's it's sort of like if you remember when Dion Phaneuf was the top dog in Toronto, and they put him with Mike Koska. Or, uh, or uh, you know, some of these really yeah. bad, you know, really bad defense, you know, uh, Petra Granberg or, you know, like, so they always, they always. I'm getting PTSD, Mike. Yeah. Come on. Keith Ollie is like all these, what, what, what they, what, you know, because they figured, okay, the number one defenseman will cover up for the guy who's basically a number six. Mm-hmm. And, and also. Um, you know, Justin Hall was not playing well, and I think they wanted to stabilize Jake Muzzin by TJ TJ Brody with him, and and that has that that's been a really effective pairing. But I don't know whether the Dermot move is a showcase of uh, uh, of Dermot or if the, you know because you're not going to get the value for Justin Hall if you're sitting him all the time. I think they just want to sort of reset his his brain and maybe. Yeah boost the confidence of uh, of Dermot. And just have to mention JB in the chat, Vegas is not trading Braden McNabb for one reason. They want to win the Stanley Cup. When everybody comes back this year, Pacioretty, Stone, Carlson, and now they traded for Eichel, they make the playoffs. They're going to be a Stanley Cup contender. They're not trading a guy who's a veteran defenseman. Not a chance. Yeah, it, look, there's a hierarchy 
uh, among the defensive group. We we realize that. And you know there are fans right now who think, well, Sandine's better than Riley and Lilligren's better than Riley. Get rid of Riley. It, like, come on now. You're not winning anything with you know, having a, a good core group of dudes and having them um, supplanted by, you know, two guys uh, who are young, younger and, you know, who may have better uh, potential long term. You need the entire group. Mm-hmm. Right. You're 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 gonna have different layers of of player. The guys who've been around a long time, the the, the secondary support guys, and the, the the kids coming in, um, and and that's all nice to see. With Travis Dermott, whether they're showcasing him or not, they need they need him to produce. They need him to be stable. They need him to to be a professional. And out of necessity, maybe um, working with somebody like Morgan Riley helps his confidence. And you know, Riley's the kind of guy who would play with you or I. Uh, as his defensive partner, well, so it's, it's you no. Know, but Mike, that's the, hey, look at it. You want to make that kind of money? You want to you want to be the the next Boreas Salmon? You want to hoist the cup? You know, be the guy who helps to do it. Um, you roll up your sleeves and go to work. He he shows that every night with the amount of minutes he plays. He takes a lot of criticism, takes a lot of heat. So yeah. uh, whoever he has to play with, he'll play with. Um, and the Leafs, ha- the Leafs have to get the most and the best out of what they've got in. In this moment, the team com- as a whole is, uh, in terms of top talent, is nearly there. At some point, you'll you'll exchange a couple of guys, and, and maybe Dermot is one of those guys. Perhaps Hall is one of those guys. But in the meantime, um, you really can't be throwing these dudes to the wolves. You need them to 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 contribute for as long as they can. And if Kyle Dubas thinks that he can swing a deal. Uh, moving one of these cats out for for something he believes is is a better fit, or, then uh, we'll get to that point. Or to recoup draft picks because they only have three draft picks next year. Yeah, and, okay. and this is this is the thing. It's like you know, right now, um, Hall, Justin Hall, and and Dermot are under contract for one more year. Yeah. Um, so trading one of them means clearing money to re-sign Lilia Grennan, re-sign Sandine. Uh, Muzzin and TJ Brody have two years left in their contracts. More than likely what you're going to see after this year, more than likely what you're going to see is Lilligren and Sandine, unless they want to sign them long-term, Lilligren and Sandine will sign two-year deals. Uh, and then once Muzzin and Brody are, you know, their contracts are up, then the money will go to Lilligren and Sandine if they continue on the path that they're going. I mean, this is the, this is what Kyle Dubas has and, and any NHL general manager has to do. They have to figure out and plot where things are going in terms of the money that's going to be available for them to offer their players. So, I mean, right now they're concerned with this year and this year only, but they also have to be concerned with the years going forward. Vitz, morning from Vito, not in a Woodabridge. But uh, Mark, I'm on. Yes, <laughs> yes, the great, the great Vito from Woodbridge. Yes, we remember. <laughs> you know him, don't you? I I knew him from the radio. I didn't know him. No, so well, it's nice, Vitz. It's nice that you connect with us the same way you connected with uh, Mike and Andy Frost and the the post game on six forty. Mike, those were the days. I I would I would love for somebody who was connected with Chorus to release the tapes and put them on YouTube so we can just reminisce man those were the days i'll let you i'll let you in on a little something and someday i may do it um i have uh saved i would say about a hundred of my phone calls um because michael yes audiobook yeah yeah no i i've saved about a hundred of my phone calls 
um, to either Leafs lunch with Jeff Merrick and Bill Waters or the Andy Frost Leaf talk or after the horn or whatever it's called, the post-game show. Uh, it had various incarnations, but I, I saved I saved them because they were on they were on the web, they were on the six website. Like you were the first dark guy. Uh, no, don't insult me. Jesus. You were the first. Yeah, no, I'm not smoking Marlboros in the stands at the Cap Center. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, dark oh, my but, but I'm just saying, please. I'm like, you know, I, I work. I <laughs> my place. I didn't, like, give it to have it. Give it to me on a silver platter. Oh, ouch. <laughs> Oh, this is the combo for Oak Ridge Ford in London, Ontario. OakRidgeFord.com, 0% on Escape and Edge. We have F-150s on the lot. If you drive and don't Uber everywhere or ride a unicycle or take public transit, all of which are good methods of transport. Uh, however, if you do uh, operate a vehicle and you're looking for a truck, I can certainly help you out. You can get at me at I'm Norman James on Twitter. Uh, the Leafs combo at gmail.com. You can also reach out to me on community. Uh, we're big truck movers at Oak Ridge Ford in London. Plus we have uh, edge escape, lots of pre-owned vehicles right now. They're moving off the shelves pretty quick. I, I can help. I, I can I, help you out with that. I own a four wheel drive unicycle, a four wheel drive unicycle, also known as an HRV. So <laughs> nicely done there, Mike. Um, they're not, they're not pulling big money. Um, just, just, just <laughs> FYI, uh, you know, it's funny about that last call you made with Andy Frost. So I was listening and I'm overclamped and, you know, um, the second last call was a guy named Anthony Glavanic, my golfing buddy in London, who is a Habs fan trolling the Leafs. How the hell he made it into that historical final segment is beyond me. I was, I'm like waiting for Mike and Andy's, you know, pacing through to the big finale. And it's, we're going to go second last call, Anthony from London. And my Anthony Glavanic, a total Habs fan, trolling the Leafs. Sacrilege. I cannot believe he made it in there. And I'll, I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you in on something because I knew it was, I knew it was going to be the last, the last uh, Leaf, uh, the last Leaf talker. When after. was that? What year was that? 14? Uh, 20, 2015? I think it was 2015. Um, okay, okay. I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but I th think so. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, um, I was covering the Leafs uh, for Hockey Buzz at that point. Mm -hmm. and so I was calling from the media room uh, at Scotiabank Arena calling into the ending the, the post game show. So it's like, you know, it was like I was I was doing it was like okay, I started as a caller, but then I became a then I became a reporter, but I was still calling in uh and if anybody noticed, I was never like, you know, back in the back early in the day, you know, I was a fan and I wasn't I was, you know, pom-pom waiver if you want to say it, but as as the years went along, I was more even keeled and not uh, you know, I I I had I, I had to show my impartiality when it came to the team, and you know that call was mostly to honor a guy who is essentially responsible for my career because Andy Frost, Jeff Merrick, and Bill Waters gave me an avenue to allow me to express my opinions, which I'm doing now and and doing it as a living, and I'll forever be thankful to them because that you know they 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 made who Mike and Buffalo. Uh, is and was.
No, you made Mike and Buffalo. Uh, they were honored to help and su support you. And it's been fun to, to be a part of your, your run, Mike, in, in a small way through the Leafs combo. So the Leafs have the Kings at Scotiabank Arena on Monday. Um, you know, the way the Leafs are playing, the way they're scoring, you don't want to take anything for granted. But uh, whether they're continuing to ascend or they flattened out the, the you know the expectation is that they will continue to score and the team will continue to play like it should have all along well november november is a busy month for for the leafs i think they had 14 games in november and this week especially you know like you said kings at home on monday then on the road in philly on wednesday at home for the Hall of Fame game on Friday against Calgary, and then uh, a trip to Buffalo on on Saturday. Now, this is the thing that's concerning, um, and we won't find out until today. So after the the the, uh, the podcast is dropped, uh, Peter Morazic um, was not available yesterday to back up Jack Campbell. They had Joseph Wall backing him up during the game. Morazic, who missed two weeks with a groin injury, played the game against Detroit and apparently tweaked something in practice. So they're looking into what was, you know, what's going on with him. Um, he could be on the shelf for another couple weeks. You never know with groin. It's a groin injury and he's a goaltender. So there yeah. you go. Every time you go into a splits, you, you're using your groin. So um, that probably, they, they called up wall because uh, Eric Shalgren and, uh, and uh, Michael Hutchinson were the slated to be the goalies for the Marlies this weekend. Um, more than likely they'll call up Hutchinson again and Hutchinson will probably play one of those two games, probably the game in Buffalo on Saturday. So, um, but the, 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 that is a concern. I mean, Campbell is played. I think he's played nine games now. Yeah. And that was not the plan. The plan was not to split it down the middle, but the plan was that Morazic would play, I'd say at least a third and maybe more. And now with his injury, if he's out for another couple of weeks, that's more pressure on Campbell. And Campbell's handling it, but they yeah. they need they need a goaltender to play uh, regularly and and give Campbell a breather every once in a while. But the Leafs aren't designed like the Habs were, with Carey Price being the focus. He's the guy who will take you there. He's the guy who will prevent you from getting there. It's the, the core four are the ones who will drag this team through. Jack Campbell, the way he's playing right now is. You know, um, you know, perfect support for these for these cats. But if it is Hutchinson, if somebody else they have to bring in or acquire temporarily to help out a little bit, if the core four is scoring and the defensive group is playing professional hockey mm -hmm. and has you know uh, is able to be a, as cohesive a, a unit as it's been for the lat for the better part of a season. Right. I, I, I'm not saying the Leafs can win a Stanley Cup with a goaltending situation in question, but they can continue to push forward because, you know, again, you could have a goaltender stand on his head. If nobody's scoring, the Leafs won't get anywhere. You, you can you can depend on Michael Hutchinson. I see some of the you know some of the the, the chatter in the in the chat room regarding Hutchinson and how badly he played in the in the one of the games. Um, you can depend on Michael Hutchinson to give you an average performance. If you're expecting mm. to save your bacon, then you're going to lose. But if he yeah. if you need him to make the, the 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 regular save, he can do that. He can mm -hmm. he can beat the Buffalo Sabers. The Buffalo Sabers are terrible, but 
as we know, as we've known over our history, Norm, even when the Buffalo Sabres suck, they beat the Leafs in Buffalo. So, yeah. you know, anyway. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I, I don't know. Like, we're living in the moment, right? Yes. Two weeks ago was a disaster. And then we did the midweek show after a win and allowed us to, um, you know, refrain from hitting the, uh, implosion button. And here we are now five wins later. There's a little bit, um, more breathing room. We feel a little more content. Things seem to be getting back to normal. So in the moment, no real reason to freak out about anything. Let's just enjoy what we've seen and expect to witness more because Matthews, Marner, Tavares, and Nylander all look like the players that um, they once were and need to continue to be for the Leafs to uh, carve out a decent season and, and um, situate themselves for playoff success. Like That's pretty much where we are right now. And you know... I, I do hear people rip on the support Dermots and the Hutchinsons and they're brutal and garbage and all these support guys. They're not the guys who are going to make this team successful. The big four, when they play like shit, they should hear it. Those are the guys that you should rip on. Not, not the support cats who are, you know, making a league minimum or just a little bit more to, 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 to be there to add it to the foundation for, you know, a group of four who really need to come into their own and uh, as the, as their primes to tick and tick a little more loudly for some uh, and, and need to, to succeed. So uh, I don't know, Mike, anything else you want to add before we wrap this thing up? It's been nice to catch up after a week and a bit away. Yeah, Mike, I think I, I've I, lost muted, I, muted, I muted myself by accident. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, what happened? <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry about that. I'll, I'll, I'll. Okay. Sorry. If no one heard, if no one heard that, Mike. Uh... Yes. Yes. I did what everybody would love to do. Mute me. That uh, was the ex expletive laden uh, close to the, to the show that you know that uh, YouTube wouldn't allow us to air. Kirk, Kirk in the chat says Mike never sounded smarter. That's beautiful. I love that. Oh, Kirk. Kirk. Yeah. Oh, Kirky T, eh? Oh, uh, uh, I said just a couple couple notes briefly. Uh, Josh Hosang is playing really well with the Marlies. He's got six goals. Um, yes. I, I would say more than likely he gets signed to an NHL contract. I don't know if that means, you know, I, I don't know when, but I don't know. And I don't know if that means um, he will get called up to the Leafs, but I do think that they, they see, you know, he's playing well. Uh, he's applying himself. So I think that that's, that's, that was a risky move that has panned out the other one. And we can always I ask a question. Yeah. Hi, can I ask a quick question? Yes. So Ho saying, 
ripping it up offensively with the Marlies. How does that game translate to him being an effective contributor to the Maple Leafs? Is wouldn't he not be expecting to be put in a, a position of offense? Oh yeah. Oh no, he's the, no. That that's the thing. He is not. He is not a guy who you're going to call up and put on the fourth line. He's a guy that if they can't find a fit uh, with a Tavares or a Matthews. Now, I think Bunting has played really well. That he's going to be one of those two guys. He played. He was really feisty yesterday, and he's offensive enough to play with Matthews and Nylander or Matthews and Marner. That he's a good fit. I just don't know. You know, right now they're using Kerfoot on the wing. Um, I don't, you know, he, and he fit, he fits well there, but I, I think that's, I, I think he's a center more than he's a winger, but they like camp checking center. So, you know, they're, they're going to allow, but if they, if injuries happen, then they have that option of hosting. And the other one, and nobody talked about really, he, he got hurt in training camp, but he played really well at the, uh, at the scrimmage uh, at the, um, uh, Traverse city rookie tournament it was Alex Steve. So they signed as a, uh, undrafted free agent out of Notre Dame. He's got five goals in four games for the Marlies. Mm-hmm. Now he's an adult. He's like 22, I think 22 or 23 years old. So, you know, his development curve is like most NCAA products. He's way ahead. But the way he's performing right now, I mean, he has to be considered somebody that, you know, if they, you know, maybe next year, maybe later in the season, again, if injuries happen that he gets a call up and as well as uh Simonoff, the kid that they brought over from uh the KHL he's played well for the Marlies so there are a number of players that have played well with the Marlies that may get a look at some point yeah Mike the the team's got offense coming out of its ears we know that when um shit begins to hit the fan and and the the game tightens up we're going to be looking for a little more toughness, a little bit more aggressiveness, somebody who can do some of the intangibles, um, you know, besides, uh, you know, facilitate offense because the Leafs aren't short on offense. They're not short on offense. We, these guys are, they'll be a top five offensive team when all is said and done. The Hosangs and the Steves and these guys putting up points in, in lower leagues is all fine and dandy. But if you're not a 200 foot player or you, you know, you can't check, you can't, uh, you know, play defense, uh, be a defensive forward, uh, complement this group. Then, you know, what, really, what good are you other than to maybe come in and patch a hole for a, for a time being? But you know that will only be temporary. Not to sh- not to shit on these guys. Not to say what's happening with Hosang in terms of his overall uh, redevelopment as a human and a player and a professional isn't fantastic. I'd love to see that guy up, but he's going to have to do more than. Oh, the sure. offensive guy, because because at the end of the day, Mike, there's only so much puck to go round. The Leafs have a core four that very few teams have uh, in terms of capability to to match that, and very few teams have had uh, in the last uh, two decades. So that's not the problem. The key for us right now is to live in the moment, watch this team, hopefully develop day in and day out as a stronger group together become um, more more forceful, more impactful, uh, play with more purpose as it goes forward collectively. And then, you know, after game 82, that's when we all, you know, sit on uh, pins and needles and, and witness this team either go kerplunk one last time as a group or finally make it through, cross the threshold and uh, really go on a, on, on a tear because uh, uh, it's high time this group do something like that. 
but there are many more um, moments to come between then and now, and uh, we'll certainly be along for the ride. Uh, any last words from you, Mike? No, I'm good. That's don't it. Don't, hey? don't and, and you, and you, you can at least at this point go. The Leafs have, you know, X, Y, and Z on their radar as potential targets to to acquire. Yeah, no, I mean, right, right now they're, they're so right. It's too early, and they're so up against the cap right now that I think they would have to make a move to make a move. So that's mm -hmm, why, mm -hmm. you know, that's why you might see a defenseman moved or somebody else. But not, as oh, a okay. Yeah. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Please subscribe to the uh, Convo on YouTube. We can certainly use subscriptions. If you uh, tell your friends about us, that will be great. Uh, we're also on your favorite podcast platform, so you can listen to us that way. Bookmark the show. Uh, we, we appreciate all of the support. It's because of you, uh, Mike and I continue to collab the way we do. For Mr. Agello, I'm Norm. We'll talk to you soon.